This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. We're up here in Odenton at the Piney Orchard Ice Rink, and I've got to admit that I've been really bad about this, but I just discovered the Maryland Black Bears hockey team about two months ago, and I wanted to find out about it. So we're here with the president of the organization, Robin Remick, Coach Clint Millamuck, and spokesperson, director of communications. Yeah, media relations manager. You know, the guy that gets yeah, beat up things. if something goes wrong. <laughs> exactly. That would be Colin McCarthy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys very much for taking some time today to talk with us. And you bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. I want to learn a little bit about, you know, what's, what's going on here. And I guess probably the best thing to do is start with, with you, Robin. I mean, you're the uh, grand poobah S. Uh, yes, I think Puba is, is gender neutral, so yeah. Uh, the Hefe, as I was called at one point in my career and realized that was a compliment. Uh, so my time with the team only predates you by a few weeks. So I started with the Maryland Black Bears as president once the play had already started. I started Halloween, um, which was neither trick, more of a treat, uh, and have worked with Clint and, and the team uh, with Colin and trying to get more people to be like you, to have an awareness of our presence, but also the competitive level of hockey that's played here and uh, the closeness to the game that you can feel in an arena like Piney Orchard Ice Arena. Well, I know at one point, uh, I actually used to live in Piney Orchard, and the ice rink was sold as an amenity uh, to, like, you know, we could go out and ice skate whenever, and, and we realized it, but and it was the, the practice facility for the Capitals. Right. And I believe when they moved out, at one point for a period, they were talking about maybe raising it or doing something. They didn't know what they were going to do with it because it was just a really, you know, an expensive facility to keep up without mm-hmm. the use. And I think they had a couple bigger skating clubs and everything else. So it's very exciting to see... I don't want to say life breathe back into it, but to see a semi-pro team here that's playing. And the Maryland Black Bears are part of the NAHL, which is North American Hockey League. Right. And where does that fit in the the scheme of hockey? Well, I'd normally leave all of the hockey conversation to Clint, uh, who has a much better idea of that. I can (laughs) tell you where uh, the league fits in here. And I think uh, it really starts with our Black Bear Sports Group ownership, who uh, bought interest in this arena, uh, I guess, three years ago. And uh, they have a history of buying rinks that are in some disrepair and really, to your point, breathing life back into them. I think they're fairly fairly local, too, right? Correct. Chevy Chase, yes. Out of Chevy Chase or Chevy, as we we like to short. This is Piney. That's Chevy. Uh, We introduce them to each other sometimes. But uh, I think it's been a mission of theirs to really find uh, and and bring hockey into communities. So in terms of what the Maryland Black Bears in the NAHL have done for this community is bring a higher sense and level of what hockey can be. I've been in sports management and marketing for a long time, and one Stanley Cup does not a hockey community make. It's this grassroots opportunity that we have here with over 300 hockey families that are in youth hockey to make something matter. And so when younger kids see our players on the ice, I've been, frankly, a little bit amazed in how much merchandise, Maryland Black Bears merchandise we've sold. Because, you know, kids will, parents will come in and buy themselves and their kids a matching jersey at 99 bucks a pop. That's a commitment. That's great. Right. They're not just wearing it to bed or using it to wash a car. So uh, we really do find that hockey at this level is absolutely the right fit for this community. 
Now, your background from, rumor has it that you came from like a Disney background. I did. I was with the Walt Disney Company for 14 years, um, some of it with Disney Channel, Disney Networks, distribution, and then with ESPN. I mean, obviously, you've got to bring a little bit of that with you. I mean, you know, 14 years with Disney, I mean, that's you're sort of brainwashed into you. You've got to bring Well, bring I hate that. to say brainwashed because I did go to a program to kind of rehab. But uh, the <laughs> the biggest part of it that means the most to me and that we really try as a as a whole team, and that's on the on the coaching side and on the business side, is what our mission statement is and was at ESPN, which is to serve the sports fan. So everything that I concentrate on is making the experience that our fans have here something that not only will they come back for, but they'll bring a friend with them. And right. we've seen that in terms of attendance, uh, stick to the number of requests that we've had for coaches or players to make appearances. Uh, you know, we're not quite to the point that, it, you know, when I worked for MTV, even farther back than that, and I did a mall tour with Whitney Houston when she was first coming out. And I mean, that is a professional and nothing else that, um, you know... Not everyone knew who she was. When we first introduced Miley Cyrus, she was that girl from Hannah, Montana. Sure. So you have to start at the beginning. And here we're a little bit more focused on the program as a whole and how individual players can fit in and then what they can give back to the community. Well, I, I have sp- I have personally not been to one of the games, and that's a shame on me. Please I, come. I, I know we're and, we're and we're at the tail end of the season, unfortunately. But I definitely am, uh, if I don't get up before this season, I'm definitely, it's on my list for for next season, but I have talked to a couple of people that have been there and they've just come out raving with it. And it's very similar to any, what I find is any minor league type of a, of an experience mm-hmm. because, and this will sound horrible, but you don't have the Cal Ripkins or the Manny Machados or the Ray Lewis's or, uh, you know, the Ovechkins, you know, to pull in the crowd. Okay. So it's got to be a little bit about the experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was looking at the sign downstairs. It was like all you all you can eat and drink hockey for twenty bucks. So for a, a ticket for a game and and all your sodas and and lots of pasta. It's pasta that you can eat all you care to eat. I mean, that's a fantastic night out. For, right uh, now, are all of your games at night? Yes, okay. they're all and uh, mostly starting at seven forty-five p.m. Friday and Saturday night. Our players are amateurs. They're they're not paid to play. Uh, they live with local. Families in the community, the billet houses, as uh, they're called, and Fantastic. I had to like change my idea of what billet was because I had a different definition in my head when I came. Um, but it's almost like bringing in a foreign exchange student for a year. These families, for the most part, are hockey families. Uh, some of them go back to when the Skipjacks played here, and and they were involved with them. And they Who are take... the Skipjacks. I'll show my ignorance. All right. Well, I'll... it's a minor hockey program. So, like midget hockey, they're they're players before. They play junior A, basically, that okay. age group. So like 16 to 18 years of age. Okay. Right. And so there was – what I've been really amazed by is how many families came on board. And uh, Amanda Hafler, who's our billet coordinator, has done an amazing job of finding the right families, the right fits for our players, um, who I think will have a tough time leaving uh, after the season's over. They've really um, become part of families. And that is also part of the engagement that we look to bring. We fundraise at every game for the community, for Central Maryland. This weekend, we're doing something with the Washington Children's because one of our players wanted to auction off uh, David Tomeo. Our, our goalie wanted to auction off a broken stick. He went and had all the other players sign the stick. We'll do a silent auction here. Originally, he said, let's do it for uh, St. Jude. St. Jude's. 
great program, great hospital, not here. Uh, my life was affected. My daughter's life was saved at Washington Children's Hospital okay. 22 years ago. So I have an affinity for that. But that's the local children's hospital. And he was on board with it. And uh, we had players attend a breakfast with Colin when they did their kickoff. So the involvement and how much we, uh, we never want to take more than we're giving back. I would say that's another sure. part of what, you know, kind of the Disney culture evolves into. Well, for those that don't know that the Piney Orchard Ice Rink is in the heart of the Piney Orchard community up in Odenton. The easiest way to get there is either to come down 175 from Route 3 or walk Chapel Road from Route 3. Um, you want to head west, I guess, is the direction if they're not so there to uh, Piney Orchard Parkway, take a left. And it's just uh, past like the food line and all that. On the left. I was telling people the other day, do you know where the food line is? Keep going. Yeah. Um, we actually have a lot of fans who walk here because we're in a suburb. Mm-hmm. Basically, there are a lot of townhomes and, and single-family homes. Fort uh, Mead has been a, a real good partner to us. We did a... a well, I know the activity trail yeah. for Piney Orchard does go right in sort of on the backside of the backside of the rink and connects to the rest of the community Correct. as well. Um, very convenient and lots of free parking. But I want to talk to Coach Clint. I mean, Robin has said that the, these kids are not paid. They're young. I mean, what, what age are we talking about for kids here? They're, or, 17, kids. 17 to 20 years of age. So we have some high school kids, and that's that's the range for our league. You can't be playing this league if you're older than 20 when you and, start the season. And what, what's their what's their goal here in this? I mean, are they just looking to play hockey? Or are they? Or, uh, yeah, everyone's different. So some some kids are they just want to play this level of hockey. It, it's um, before they go to university, they want to play junior hockey and and play some elite hockey. And there's kids, their goal is, is the NHL. They all want to play or just play some form of pro hockey, and they all want to, most of them want to play, want to play college hockey. And that's what we look for here, kids that are driven to play at the next level. So when we say we're preparing you for the next step of your hockey career, that means college. So okay. we want them to, to step into the next level and be ready to perform, compete, and know what it's like to play at that level in terms of their, their off-ice work ethic. And, and that we try and... We try and emulate a lot of what happens at the next step. So you can see the practice every day. Uh, we want to. Um, we do. We have a video room right next to this room, so we do a lot of team video there, they, which is a, a, an important way of learning. Um, and we also have a, a training uh, three, two or three times a week at API down the road right. uh, where they go in there and are supervised and have specific hockey training throughout the season. So it's professional. It's real. Uh, preparation for that next step and and the guys we want and that are here are guys that are trying to play college hockey ncaa how, how many how many are on I, I know how many are on a team but i mean how many do we have in the program 23 we start with 25 and usa hockey has a deadline uh we have to get to 23 in, in uh, february so so that that um and we have affiliate affiliate players as well from local programs like for instance we're involved with Team Maryland, so we use a lot of their their players as well, and which is important because we're trying to grow hockey here too. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that you guys are not playing like regular hockey where you play from like what September through August. Um. We we play we start late August or, or early September, depending on everyone's different in our league, but it's usually late August, and then our season runs through first weekend of April. So okay. it's it's a it's. It's, it's a lot of work, and, and we talk about these guys are are part of this area, this community. They really are. Like, they're here. So you see them at at, um, at events with families. So it, it, they are part of the, of the community for sure, and that's what we want. Two games a week? Yep. 
And it's always Fridays and Saturdays? Our league is great that way where they try not to have weekday games. Um, they want families here, and, and I think for attendance, it's, it's, it's most likely to be a bit easier for someone to go, you know what, Friday is a good day to go, or Saturday, as opposed to it's Tuesday night, it's a busy week. Uh, you know, it's, it's tougher to get people, and I've been in leagues where they had weekday games, and, and those were games you try and stay away from. So this league has done a good job of saying Friday, Saturday, and some Sunday. I know it's, it's always tough every now and then I'll go to the Bay Sox and get like a, a early April game on a Wednesday night and uh, the echo is just horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we play a 60-game season and, and so we're it's, it's a bit longer month-wise than some other leagues, but I think it's done right for the fact that, once again, uh, we can provide weekend entertainment in this area. Who else in the league? Where else? How far do you travel for for games? Is it strictly well, like the we, Mid Atlantic area? Are we we have teams in in the Midwest. We have teams up in Alaska. Uh, teams in the South in Texas, Louisiana, and then out east we have teams in Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, uh, Maryland. So we're and we're we're adding teams to New Mexico next year and one in Lewiston, Maine. So right now it's a twenty four team league. We don't play all those teams. Okay. Okay. Unless it's playoffs. Uh, it's just a budget. There's no way a league can survive with that type of travel and budget. So what we do is we play in, in the Eastern Conference. Now, we do play the other teams once a year or twice a year, so we have a showcase for the league every year in Minnesota, in Blaine. So every team travels there, and every single school NHL team, scouts are there to watch our guys at the showcase in September. And that's when we will play. They'll schedule it, so we'll play a team from another conference, so just so it's not mundane in the same team we play in the Eastern Conference. So who are the, who are the primary teams in, over here in this Eastern Conference that you're playing? Uh, you have Johnstown. Okay. Uh, you have uh, Wilkes-Barre. You have New Jersey Titans. Um, you have Northeast Generals. Who am I missing here? Jamestown. Jamestown, Jamestown in East uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and, and then we're adding, like I said, Lewis and Maine for next year. So okay, it'll be great. seven-team conference. Yeah, we're the farthest south. We're the first... Uh, NAHL team to be in Maryland so uh, everyone else was north of us so it gives I think the other teams too an opportunity to come down to this area okay. and, and play a little different. And the ownership group of the Maryland Black Bears also owns other teams correct? Correct so uh, we're tier 2 level on tier 1 level which is EHL we have Team Maryland and they've just acquired the Philly yeah, Revolution, Philadelphia Revolution which uh, is through an a purchase team. of an ass, uh, ice rink there in Philadelphia and that just happened this weekend uh, and then and the tier 1 level the Youngstown Phantoms of Youngstown Ohio uh, okay. are also in junior hockey but at the tier 1 level now, is that all they're into is hockey? no they're into lots of different things different but things. they really like hockey they have a, a true appreciation yes. and passion, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I've got to say that with any any business, I, I guess, organization like this, when you have somebody that has the passion behind it, it probably makes all three of your jobs very easy. Well, I could tell you, if you look at the Redskins, it can make somebody's job really hard. So if all you're coming with is the passion, but nothing rooted into making sure you have the right people in the right places to do it, that's where it makes it easy. My relationship with, with Clinton and the coaching staffs is very, one, highly communicative. So we, we're talking a lot about what we're doing. And when he says, if he were to tell me no about something, that's directional. I'm not going to fight him over, come on, let's do it this way or that way. He knows his side of the business, and I both respect and appreciate that. And I think he gives me the same uh, opportunities and leeway in how we're trying to build a program that is mind, spirit, and body, Um, that a lot of these young men are looking to go to college. So if they're having trouble uh, with an online class or they are having uh, issues with 
how they're looking at colleges, um, they'll speak to both of us uh, because we both are coming from it towards the same direction, which is to get the best outcome for the player. Right. Now, now, Coach, where did you? Where is your background on this? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that Robin didn't go out to Piney Orchard Parkway and say, "Hey, you know how to skate and come on in here." So, uh, oh, he well, was I, here before me. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was hired um, both April or late April, May, and, and right before our, 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 we actually have a draft. It's like the National Hockey League, so I was, I was hired right before that. Um, and it, it, was, it was a late start. They were awarded the team late. You know, as far as my background, they contacted me. Um, through just connections, all connections, like most jobs in life. How do you get a job? Is through someone know someone that threw your name into okay. the into the hat, and they they just called me out of the blue. I have experience at this level. Uh, I was in in Notre Dame in in Canada, which is a it's a world renowned hockey program for the amateur hockey, and so I was there for the last four years. And before that, I was I was also involved in junior A hockey as well. So on the coaching level, yeah, on the coach level, but I've also worked in the professional level before I got into coaching on the business side. So when Robin says he has an understanding and appreciates the off ice stuff, I've been there. So I know I know what it's like to be in a program where coaches are are tough to to talk to or won't communicate back or they won't make their players available. Um, so I've been there. I, I have an understanding of both sides and, and know when to say no and. and and know that players are also your most important marketing tool. Um, players are your best recruiters when it comes to getting elite players or the next good players. And they're also your best salesmen for your program in terms of getting people into your stands. People makes, like the players. They want to watch them play. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And in a sense, it seems like it's a pretty symbiotic relationship between having uh, yep. your uh, back end of the back office. Uh, it's, it's collaborative, yeah. And plus, you know, my assistant coach, Brandon Godkin, is a guy I utilize him a lot. I can't always be helping or doing things so we coordinate through everyone works together we don't have 20 people in the office so we all have to be able to give and take and be able to trust someone else to run with the ball once in a while and not be micromanagers that's what i've liked about this this relationship within our office and our ownership it's not every day someone's nitpicking or on top of you they they let they hire people to let them do their job Mm -hmm. and then we at the end of the year at some points on important topics yes we meet um, but it's not an everyday thing where I've seen some ownership groups where they meddle all the time and it gets stressful for, like you can imagine, any job you're in. Sure. So they, they let us do our job. And, and of course, we have to um, meet at some point and talk about how the season's going and, and how everything's going, and we assess and go from there. Reassess and move over there. Yeah. Now, I, I guess for Colin, minor league baseball, I keep throwing that out because the Bay Sox are very close you know, close by to us as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're known for their, their stunts and their uh, – you know, more the entertainment than the baseball itself. Uh, is that Does that follow into hockey as well? Um, I think that follows with our intermission activities. We try to make it a very um, integrated fan experience. Um, so we try and get the fans. We have, you know, Black Bear Pong. Um, we have all these sorts of games where the fans can actually interact during intermission. Um, so we also have a lot of the youth programs. They have uh, interaction during the intermission activities. Um, so we try to get the fans as engaged as possible during the game. And that comes during, you know, the media timeouts. We have, you know, gummy bear um, giveaways. Um, we have all these t- T-shirt tosses. So basically, any way we can get the fans involved during the game is something we're trying to highlight and trying to improve on and going forward. And I imagine with the relative newness of the team that that, that will be growing and honed over the years, I guess, is it? 
You, 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 look, I mean, it, we have a great test and learn environment. You know, we also get a tremendous amount of feedback from our fans, mostly because they have <clears> my email address uh, <laughs> and are very communicative, usually in a good way, in a very positive way in terms of have you thought about this. Our space is very limited. Sure. Uh, we have a very, you know, I, I was talking to Colin because he has done some work for the Redskins, but the sidelines at FedEx Field are really narrow. Yeah, they're a little So cramped. you can't do a whole lot there. We have the same restrictions almost. I had one sponsor who wanted to do a climbing wall, which is a great idea if we had somewhere to put it. You know, right. can it be outside? No. Okay, well, then I don't think that's really going to work. So baseball is wide open. Sure. And has a lot more area. They also have a lot more games. So the Bay Sox may play 70 home games Mm -hmm. versus our 30. So we try to do the right thing for our audience. We're very, very family friendly. There are other teams in the league that rely more on beer specials or other things that might be supported by a local casino. We've chosen not to do that. We do have beer and wine here. So if you come, you certainly are able to buy it. It's always, always a plus anywhere I'm It going. is. <laughs> uh, not available at Laurel or Bowie. I'm just going to Rockville, but uh, available here. At the same time, we want to know that our audience feels uh, the benefit of being local, of being safe, of understanding that we know that their kids are here and that we want to do things that are going to benefit their families, but we also have people who don't have children. So you can't just push the needle in one way and not the other. So we try to be very holistic uh, in giving fans the experience they want, and that comes a lot from listening to what they tell us. And I, and I did read in the article in the Capitol newspaper that you are out, out front at every home game. Yes. I had Actually, after that article came out, I had a fan come over and say, I did not believe that you would actually be standing right here, but here you are. <laughs> front and center. And I was like, yes, I'm front here center, every yeah. single call, game. We're going to call you out and make you, sure you're... I you. never want fans to think that we are not appreciative that they have chosen to spend their time and money with us. So I want to welcome them when they come, and I want to thank them when they leave. Yeah, and that's where I think it's important... Uh, utilizing players, the guys that don't dress. The worst news you can ever get is you're not playing tonight because mm-hmm. you can only dress 20. That being said, they've been great in terms of if they need them something before the game where they want them out in their jerseys, greeting yeah, fans with them out outside, there handing out something, whatever it may be, helping, um, that's that's the touch you have. And I think those are things if you're a little kid and you see some big guy wearing a jersey, you don't know who they are. You just see a big guy wearing a jersey, and you go, that's, that's one of the players. Right. So that leaves an impact. And I think part of the job, at least in my opinion, is as a program, you want people to come to the arena and leave not knowing the score. Win or lose, they all had a good time. Mm-hmm. And, and as, as a, from our standpoint, yes, we want to leave them with a win and a good time. Uh, but I think when you're at this level, you need them back. So you can't have people being sloppy and being – uh, abrasive, abrasive or abusive in the stands like you get at some sporting events. It, I've been doing this for a while, and it, it is really a fun environment. For That's anyone. a fantastic attitude, yeah. and it's, it's, it's unique yeah. coming from a coach. You know, we don't, we don't really care about it. Not that you don't care about the score, but, I mean, we oh, want the fans. We, we care. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely know what the score they is. But yeah. we, we totally know. No, I, I get that, though. But, it's, but that's, that is part of it where I'm always going to stress about the scores and the X's and the O's and, and all that stuff. But... But at some point, as a program, you know, you want to win every year, but the longevity of a program is how are you in your community? Do you go out? Are you part of Are you really a part of it, or are you just saying you are? Do you really have a good time at the game, or is it just once every four games you do something special or fun? 
So the atmosphere, if you can do that, you might get some repeat fans. You might get someone bring two friends the next time. And, and if, it's, if all it was was you show up and no one's here doing anything, it's, there's no atmosphere. Right. Um, I, I, the best games you can go to are ones you go, wow. And as, as a coach, there's been games where you go and watch. It's, it's a boring game. There's nothing in the stands. And you leave just worried about the hockey side. And, and there's some games you actually you love sitting there watching. Going, These fans are nuts. Like, they're into it. They're loud. Mm-hmm. There's stuff going on the whole, like Las Vegas, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yes, they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you think anyone would have cared if they didn't last year? No, yeah, no, because it's an unbelievable show they put on. So, so microcosm of that, I think it's real important for any successful sports franchise. You you, you need to win, um, be and be competitive, um, but the, you want to leave them wanting to come back because their kids had fun right. as well. Right. But you, you had mentioned that your practice every day of the week. Uh, is that go through the season? I mean, is this commitment a year-round commitment for these guys that are playing, or are they here for the season? Yeah, they're here for the season. So what will happen is we have um, a main camp, like main tryout, I guess, about a month before our um, fall camp. So, for instance, last year we were an expansion team. We had eight teams. So we had 20 kids per team. Eight of them played in, in, in Rockville and tried out. We had to get that down to 30. So these are kids that we, were, that we, that we draft, um, kids that we had our eyes on. So we try and get the number to about 30 to 33 kids um, in, in our main camp in September. And before that, these kids, so you, you start at that point, they come back and train for a couple of weeks, come back, kind of come to main camp. We have to go from 30 to 25. So we have a couple exhibition games, have a training camp with just those 30 right here at Piney Orchard. Okay. And, then, and then you play your season. Now, after the season's done, most kids will go home, take two weeks off, just relax, recover, and then start training. Now, they're training, they're on their own. So they go home. We have kids from Minnesota, kids from Sweden, Switzerland, uh, California. These kids are on their own uh, in the, in the offseason. Now, when we meet with them at the end of the year, we go through what you need to work on. So they leave, they leave here going, my skating's got to get better, or I have to get stronger. So they, their job is to come back and impress us that they've worked on these things if they want to play here next year. So you're giving them a, a, a list? We give them a blueprint, like we, we, we explain to them, and we do this all year, by the way, like we, we meet with players individually. It's an ongoing thing where you're developing their mind as well as them physically, so that the weight room is for the physical. The, the on ice is for structure and systems for your, for your team, how you play the game. And then, and then uh, the video stuff is your mind as well. So what we do is we meet with them during the season and try and fix things right away. And then the, some things are quick. It's, it's maybe structural. You're not standing in the right place. Here is the video showing it, and then you show them again. Um, they have to get better at it. And it's an ongoing assessment. We, we rate our players every game after practices. We, who was good today? Who was bad? Who was indifferent? Um, so we, and we, we share this with the players. So, so when they leave, I always say, if you didn't know what your role was or understand your role, that's on you because we put a lot of work in with these kids. And we explain to them this is what our expectations are. This is you as a player. The hardest thing for a teenager, or for a, a lot of athletes, is self-assessment. Or people, I guess. Sure, I yeah. think I'm the greatest at it. And mm. when you're being told, here's some video proof you're not, it's a bitter pill. So the, the good employees and athletes in this world are ones that can take criticism and, and constructive criticism. And build on it. And build it and go, you know what, I'm going to show him or her the next time I'm not, doing, I'm not making that same mistake or I'm better. So we, we try and leave them the right way. Um, there are some tough conversations there, but it's a bit of everything, really. And everyone's taught differently. But in, in the end, 
once the season's done, they're on their own. And we do call players. What are you doing? What are you working on? Some of their, some of their, some guys have their own skating coaches. So you have people in this area, other areas that that train NHL players, college players, and junior hockey players, and they do uh, we call it power skating lessons. So they work on their skating. Um, some work on different things that you need to do in hockey. So they they skate all summer. Now, will these will these guys come back? Most of them come back next season. Every year it varies. The the one thing with USA Hockey is once the season's done, these kids are free agents. Okay. Not not in our league, but anywhere else. They can go to different leagues in Canada. The USHL might draft them as well, which is the league above us. So there's and there's some kids we don't want back. It, 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 every year it's it's I my history it's about I've had as many as only four come back, and I've had as many as twelve, thirteen come back. So it varies every year. Okay. Needs and wants, I always say. Right. And some right. of them age out of the program, so they're not even exactly. an option anymore. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. We have three 20-year-olds this year. Obviously, they're done. Right. Well, we talked about the capacity of the, of the team with 23. What's the capacity of the crowd here? I mean, how, how many tickets little, can... Little over 500. Yeah, so five, I think uh, be, we did the Guns and Hoses event. I think you might have talked to uh, County Executive Pittman, I think, uh-huh. on one yeah, of your... Right, right. When broad, you dropped the puck with the, right. exactly. the police or fire chief. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, it was an awesome night. Uh, that was yeah, our cool. most attended... No, was that the most attended night, I think, that we've had all season? Yes. So I got the chance to talk to the fire marshal about what the actual capacity of the building is. <laughs> so from a fan perspective, it's about 528. Okay. Um, and we had... Maybe 529, but one of the police officers is, or police captains is uh, our PA announcer. So we just counted him on the staff side and not on the fan side. <laughs> uh, in, in any case, um, we've had uh, that game, the, the military appreciation night, uh, which, again, Clint was awesome in uh, allowing us to bring all of the players onto the ice to hold a 25-foot by 15-foot flag. We had... Uh, veterans from our fan base who came to hold the flag and also from the other teams so uh, our opposing team had some folks that travel with their team who I've come to know and they're veterans so we had them go out on the ice along with active duty personnel so again it's trying to bring the community in as part of the the greater whole so uh, that's about I think we're at five uh, three forty seven seats Actual people okay. can sit down. The rest of it is standing room that's around the glass. Although we have lots of people that buy a seat and then decide they want to stand up because they like. I don't recoil so much anymore when somebody hits the boards. But season ticket plans and stuff like that. There or? are uh, the season ticket plan that went out uh, last year as the team was just getting started was kind of a single all, all home games yeah. and that was it. And so. What we've done is we've listened to the fans and we've talked to some of the organizations, and so we'll have we'll have that certainly. You can buy all of our home games, uh, and we know we have people who will. Uh, the sky deck, the kind of area above the regular concrete seating, was not a season ticket option last year. It will be this year because we've had people ask for it. Uh, I'm pretty good about taking money when people want to give it to me, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to open up a plan for them. We have people who can only come Saturday nights because they work somewhere where it just takes them too long to get home and to get here. So So they want a half plan. They just want a half plan, but it's just all Saturdays. Uh, We work with Nelson Burton and his Metro Hockey uh, youth groups, uh, and we'll have a a different plan for those groups that they can come and and buy at at some discount 
uh, to be able to buy a group of tickets for that. And we also uh, worked with different, we had the Washington blind hockey team with us this past weekend, yeah. which I thought was really a the terrific Washington thing. Washington blind hockey team? That's correct. Yeah. They used okay. to be called the Washington Wheelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they but still are. are they still yes, called? Still, okay, so uh, Washington Wheelers. And so uh, we get in touch with those groups and we give them a code and they're able to have all of their friends and family buy tickets at that code and then get a rebate on the tickets as part of a fundraising option for them. Yeah, they bought out an entire section they on did. Saturday. They, was, it was, they had 100 people. And they're also involved in the intermission activities. So they got out on the ice and they have their own specialized puck. Right. Um, so they can hear it, and you know it's a little bit bigger, and it makes sound, so they can you know track the buck down. But it's it's really quite impressive what they're able to do. Right, right. Well, we're I know we're getting to the end of the se- end of end of your season here, but what's the best? I mean, if if there's a local organization, a nonprofit that would want to get in on partnering with you guys, what's the, but what's the best way to touch base with with you, Colin? Or with yeah, you can touch base with me, um, or or, or, or me. yeah, or Robin. Um, you can just look at our website at the, at the info. Um, right. Both of our our contact information is on the website, okay. so if you contact Robin or I, that's probably the best way to right. do it. Okay, um, and that, that website is MarylandBlackBears.com. MarylandBlackBears.com. As I like to say, yes, Maryland spelled yep. out because, uh, you know, you just want to make sure it's not Dr. Blackbears getting all the questions. <laughs> Dr. Blackbears. No, no, yeah. no, he was getting a lot of calls about hockey, and he, he kind of got angry about it. Uh, uh, no, so Maryland spelled out BlackBears.com, yep. and... Um, again, we, we offer military discounts, so we really do try to be uh, price sensitive. At ESPN, we never looked at our competitors as other networks. It was what people could spend their time doing. So it was PlayStation or going to the movies. So I, I understand that part of it. We want to be uh, the best option for entertainment, for people who love sports, and for people who love hockey. Whatever we do well, we need to see how we can do it that much better. And so the more the more people we can bring in through either fundraising options or, uh, you know, I even thought with uh, Team Maryland, who does play their games, and I'm the president of both of the teams, and they play their games at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, we'll be reaching out to schools as a field trip to bring their kids in for a hockey game so we have some fans in the stands and then give them a little tour of the operation sure. and maybe a free skate if possible. Probably reach them. out to senior centers. And we uh, Well, it's... just on Friday night, it's yeah. seniors night, so we're taking we're going to give a discount to high school or college seniors and also senior citizens. So we'll be putting out some I'm information on that. that. I don't fit in any of those categories. I am absolutely um, – we'll find, we'll find some way then to, to get you in the building, John. Is, is, are there any plans for any improvements to the facility that, you, that are on there? And, and, again, I don't know what would need improving. Um, but, well, I mean, are there – Sure, we're opening a second sheet of ice, uh, which will open, um, let's just say, by the beginning of next season, just to be safe. It could be before then, but with construction, you never know. Okay. It's supposed to be late spring or mid-spring, but um, – so we'll have a second sheet, which will free up a lot of the youth teams to play over on that sheet, which will give us – we don't have a lot of turnover time between the end of a youth program at 7 o'clock and our games that start at 7.45. So that will, I think, improve a lot of what we can do. I think on the human capital side, uh, Clint's a great evaluator of, of talent, and so I think um, you know you look to improve every year, year over year. And we – look to get 20 more parking spaces. So right. uh, let's hold the phone on abundant parking. There is parking as long as you get here early, and we, we encourage people to do so. Well, And one thing I do want to point out is that the Piney Orchard Ice Rink is not limited to Maryland Black Bears hockey. Uh, they do have 
hockey leagues, they got figure skating, and they do have open skating as well. Absolutely. Um, at, at different times, and I would think that certainly with an additional sheet of ice, that would be able to uh, yeah. be able to expand that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Grow the game. Right? Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I think is, right now it's pretty full. Yes, yeah, it's, it's over capacity. And, <laughs> and when you add the second sheet, that just means more programs, more interest. More, more opportunity to, to grow the game. So that second sheet will be huge for this operation. This rink always seems busy when I walk in there. Right. And there is learn to skate, learn to play. So for uh, people who want, and I think it's, it, I don't think it's age-restricted, but if you want to learn to skate, you can do that here. If you weren't, want to learn to play hockey, you can do that here. There are a lot of co-ed teams. So, you know, a lot of these youth teams that are coming in, and, and are being developed are co-ed. They're not just for, you for boys know, boys only, and they're not and they're not segregated into boys teams and girls teams, which I think is is a great way to to be competitive. None of us grow up totally, and I'll make exceptions for some religious orders in a single sex world. So True. the more you have the opportunity to build your skill sets in anything, business, sports, whatever, with the best talent, regardless of 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 gender, then I think it's great to be able to do that. And we find uh, that in our adult leagues, you know, I, we do get questions about, you know, women's uh, hockey leagues. We don't have that. We have co-ed teams. So there are adult leagues. This this rink is open from 530 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And is that a, is that a year where year round operation here? It is year round. There's some construction and some ice work that will be done. So one side will close when the other side right. opens. But yeah. I mean, if you want, if you wanted to come skate in August, you could. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, all summer there's something going on. Right. We have we have groups that come from out of town to run their own special events or clinics, whether it be skating, uh, summer camps, whatever it may be. People are always utilizing this ice. Ice skating and hockey is not only for the winter. Oh. Unfortunately, I apologize for not sniffing you guys out before the end of the season, but. <laughs> Definitely get out to the Maryland Black Bears up at Piney Orchard Ice Rink right on uh, Piney Orchard Parkway, just past the Food Lion. And check them out. Their website's actually very good. Check it out at MarylandBlackBears.com. And know that we'll be here to greet you when you come in the door. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. That'll be the big boss out there. The Grand, <laughs> yeah. the grand Poobah will That's be right. at the front door to, to greet, when, yeah. greet when you come in there. Yeah. We're also um, very active on social media at BlackBearsNHL. At, at, okay. For on, all of our handles on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all. all of the above. Same you handle. Have a Tinder profile yet? Not yet. <laughs> but Bruno, our mascot, I'm not, I don't yeah. really know what he does on his off time. <laughs> hey, well, thank you very much. We've got Coach Clinton Millamuck. We've got Colin McCarthy, who McCarthy, is the yep. director of communications, and Robin Remick, who is the president, uh, C, president? Just the president. General manager? Nope. No? Clint gets to be yeah, the general manager. Clint I get the to be the janitor. Yes. Whatever needs to be done, <laughs> I will. Yeah, all, all I, I, the above. I put signs into the frozen tundra one weekend when it was snowing, but we wanted to make sure we got our signs up so fans knew we were playing that night. Fantastic. Well, I am going to get out here in the next couple of weeks, catch one of your last few games. Thank you. I encourage everybody to do the same thing, Maryland Black Bears. And I see down the sign on there, it's 20 bucks for hockey and all you can drink and all you can eat. And I might put you out of business. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah, Thank you, we Jeff. accept that challenge. <laughs> this has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.